Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 15th, 2022. I've been teaching a series entitled God's Grace in Our Faith, and um, we got to a point where we were all up already into the 80s. We were like part 81, 82, 83. And so I was like, Lord, I could keep going. Like, I, And so I don't know. I just felt led to do a shift. I'm still teaching on God's grace in our faith, by the way. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to start a new series today called Grace-Based Success, like pursuing grace-based success. Like how do you pursue success in life? Well, you should be pursuing it by the grace of God when you understand the grace life, right? And so we're, we're pursuing grace-based success new series for today. You can put this in uh, in the chat. Say, I, I am a success in God's eyes. If you want to be a success, you need to be a success in God's eyes. And that's the only way to be a success as a born-again believer. We have so many things that we're doing on a daily basis. Isabella was in St. Louis yesterday. I'm so proud of my wife. Uh, she had a strategic planning meeting with all the leaders in her company, and uh, they all got together. And, and you know, just the power of God even being released in corporate America in her business and, uh, you know, as I was thinking about all the things I have to do today with uh, stuff going on in D.C., I got some stuff with uh, with uh, kids tonight and, and what, we have one child that's about to go to college. When you're when you're pursuing all of this stuff and you have all of these things and you have all of these meetings and you're you're doing and you're trying to balance all of these hats, Isabella and I do wear a bunch of hats. You got to do it by the grace of God. If God has called you to do it then the grace of God is on you to do it. The grace of God is on you to walk in the divine assignment that God called you from the foundations of the world. But when you start pursuing something else, we're going to talk about that. Before I get into the message this morning, uh, let me just give you, I want to make an announcement. Uh, Dewey Mosley is actually watching right now. I've known Dewey. He's one of my spiritual sons. We've no, I've known Dewey for over 20 years. He's a great man of God. God has connected us and knitted us together. There's a conversation that we'll have tonight at 7 p.m. live. So there's a live stream tonight at 7 p.m. I'm calling it Let's Talk About Grace. You don't want to miss it. It's going to go live on Facebook. It's also going to go live on YouTube. So tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, Let's Talk About Grace. If you if you get the emails, then you'll get the link in the email, or you could just look on my Facebook page or on YouTube. It's already there. 7 p.m. Eastern tonight, Let's Talk About Grace is going to be amazing. Let's get ready for the word today. All right, so let's get into the message for this morning. I love that you're already putting in the chat, I am a success in God's eyes. You're doing that and you're doing that by faith. I am a success in God's eyes. So now let's talk about it. Let's let's see what that what it means from the word of God. So in the in the last series, the foundational scriptures were John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. Today we're going to look at Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10, and 1 Corinthians 1, 30 and 31, and 2 Timothy 1 and 9. I'm still praying about whether or not these become the foundational scriptures for the whole series, uh, but let's see. Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10, these are passages that you need, as I read them, I want you to, to listen and receive and get this down in your heart, and then we're going to talk about it. So Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, for us to be a success in God's eyes, the Bible says, I mean that you have been saved by grace 
because you believe. You were saved. Say I'm saved by grace. You were saved by grace when you believe. When you exercise faith in the grace of God, you got born again. That's it. There's no 12 steps. You just believe. You believed on the Lord Jesus and you got born again. Now, you did not save yourselves. Just to be clear, it is a gift from God. And with a gift, you can't work for a gift. If you work for a gift, a gift is no longer a gift. If you're trying to work for a gift, now the gift becomes payment. And so you can't work for a gift. It is a gift from God. All you can do with the gift is receive it. So all you can do for eternal life is receive it. I receive eternal life. I receive it by faith. It was given to me by grace. And so I'm saved by grace. And, and, and when I believe, I didn't do anything. It was really God. God saved me. He did it by grace. I just believe, right? And so verse nine says, you are not saved by the things you have done. It's like Paul saying, like, I said it already, but let me say it again. Just to be clear, you're not saved by works. No, you're not saved by the things you've done. There is nothing for you to boast about. If you have any boast, your boast has to be in him. It's not about you. It's all about him. Verse 10, God has made us what we are. Ooh, glory to God. Say that. God has made me who I am. God made me who I am. I'm a, I'm a God-made man. I'm not a self-made man. I'm not a self-made woman. I'm a God-made man. I'm a God-made woman. God has made us what we are. In Christ Jesus, the Bible says, God made us new people. Why, Paul? Why did God make us new people? The text says so that we could spend the remainder of our days, so that we could spend the rest of our lives doing the good works that God had already planned for us to do. So I'm not saved by works, but I'm called to works. I'm not saved by works, but I'm saved for work. There are some good works that I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm not saved by those good works but I'm saved for those good works. And so now that I'm saved, I'm doing the good works. I'm not doing the good works to be saved. I'm doing the good works because I'm saved. And so now I'm saved for work. There's some work that I'm supposed to be doing and I'm going to do it for by the grace of God. I'm going to do it for the glory of God. Say amen to that. First Corinthians chapter one, verses 30 and 31, New Living Translation. The Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. So this is you. This is Christ Jesus. God has united you with Christ Jesus for our benefit. God made him, Jesus, to be wisdom itself. God made him, Jesus, to be wisdom God, because you're united with Christ and God made him to be wisdom. God gives you wisdom from above. God gives you wisdom that exceeds your education and experience. God made us right with God. I mean, Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy. I am holy because God is holy and God is in me. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. I'm holy because God is holy and I am in God and God is in me. And, and Jesus freed us from sin. Therefore, the scriptures say, if you want to boast, boast only in the Lord. You don't have nothing to boast about. You haven't done anything. It's the grace of God. If you have, if you have anything to boast, it's all about him. You're not a God. You're not a self-made man. You're a God-made man. Say amen to that. All right. Second Timothy chapter one, verse nine. The Bible says, talking about God, God has saved us and called us. God say, say, God saved me and God called me. If you're born again and God saved you and, and that's all he wanted was to save you, then you would be dead. You would be in heaven already. But no, God saved you from hell and God called you to your calling. God called you. So God saved us and called us, the Bible says, with a holy calling. Then the text is clear, not according to our own works. Do you see a theme here? It's not about you. It's all about him. It's not about your works. You can't work your way to heaven. You're not saved by works, but you're saved for work. God doesn't bless laziness, right? So yes, God saved me and called me with a holy calling, 
not according to our own works. No. So what was it according to? It was according to his own purpose and grace. So God gave me a purpose and the grace for the purpose. God gave me an assignment and the grace for the assignment. So God saved me and called me according to his own purpose and grace, which was given unto me in Christ Jesus. It was his own purpose, his own grace was given unto me, given unto you in who? In Christ Jesus. When? Before the beginning of time. I mean, like this is, I teach this all the time, but I'm, I, you got to get this. God saved us. God called us with the holy calling, not according to our own works, not about us, all about him. It's according to his own purpose and grace. And both of them, the purpose and the grace for the purpose, God gave it to us in whom? In Christ Jesus. When? Before the world began. So it's not about you. It's all about him. You are destined. You are called. So what does this mean for you today? I have four things to share with you this morning about pursuing success God's way, being a success in God's eyes. Four things. Number one, here we go. I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Number one, your perspective of life and how you measure success should be based on God's perspective of you. So how do you measure success? It should be based on God's perspective of you. Now, in this world, we have a lot of people that measure success in money, that measure success in fame, that measure success in what you drive and where you live and how you dress and, you know, all of that. That's how a lot of people in this world measure success. I mean, real talk, right? And so in God's kingdom, God has a different perspective. God is not against any of those things. If you like cars, he'd give you 10. I mean, that's not the issue. I mean, like, that's not the issue. But success is not measured in those things. In the kingdom of God, success is measured in purpose. So anyway, here's some things that I've taught you before. I'm going to teach you again. So from God's perspective, the Bible teaches us several things. Let me, this is like a recap. So the Bible teaches us that God saved us by grace. Say, I'm saved by grace. God saved us by grace and not our own works. We just read that. And the Bible is clear about that. The Bible teaches us that our eternal security, say, I'm not going to hell. If you're born again, just say it. Say, it. I'm not going, I'm not going to hell. My, the re, I was born with reservations to hell, but those reservations have been canceled. <laughs> now I, I'm, I'm going to heaven and I have a confirmation number. What's the confirmation? It's, it's 316. I, I have a, a confirmation number and I'm going to heaven. So I'm not going to hell. I'm not going to hell. And so now that's it. Like, like that whole hell thing, that's over with. My, my eternal security is based on God and God alone. It's based on his grace. I have nothing to boast about because my eternal security is not based on me. I have nothing to boast about. It's not like I've told you before, there's people in my family, like right now, uh, our ministry in September, um, we, we partner with some people in our family that want to feed, uh, some prisoners in the Dominican Republic. And, and, uh, they want to, uh, feed the prisoners in the Dominican Republic, but they don't have the money. And so our ministry comes in and say, okay, you have the team, but you don't have the money. That's easy. Let's partner together and let's feed these prisoners. And so we get, you know, we give them the money. They go buy the food, they cook the food and they go feed. And they're about to do that here this month in September, feed the prisoners in my hometown in La Vega, Dominican Republic. When my family members find out, oh, all the things that we do works, right? We give out backpacks, we give out food, we do this, for the less fortunate, we go into the prison and preach the gospel and all that. Then people tell my mother, ooh, ese hijo tuyo, ese hijo tuyo, mira, hace obra. That son, your son, ooh, he got to go to heaven. 
Your son got to go to heaven because of all the works he does. He does good works. And because your son does good works, ooh, he got to go to heaven. <laughs> Listen, I, I love them. I appreciate them. Sometimes I say something. Sometimes I don't unless I'm led. But whenever I'm led and we have a conversation, I'm like, no, I'm not going to heaven because of me. I'm not going to heaven because we gave some food to some people. No, we're going to heaven because of Jesus. Now, I'm not doing works to go to heaven. I, I can't do works to be saved, but I'm saved to do works though. I, there are some things that I'm doing, but I'm not doing it be, to be saved. I'm doing it because I'm saved. And so we're just here to do whatever the Holy Spirit leads us to do. And the text says, God made us right with God. Uh, Christ made us right with God. He made us pure. Jesus did. He made us holy. Jesus did. He freed us from sin. Jesus did. Jesus did all of that. He made, just say, Jesus made me pure. Jesus made me holy. Jesus freed me from sin. That's it. I'm not going to hell. Hell's not an issue for me. I'm not even worried about that no more. I'm going, I, I'm now free to go do whatever God calls me to do, however, however God leads me to do it. You got it? And so I'm, hell is not an issue. I've been free from it. You got it? Not only did God save us from sin, but then he called us. The text says with the holy calling so that our lives could be about something that's bigger than us. So we all have a unique and tailor-made individual holy calling. And when you get up in the morning, I told you a bunch of times, your calling is calling you. And so now we have this divine calling that we're supposed to fulfill before we die, whatever that is. And please, 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 please hear my heart here. I'm all for you being involved in things at church. Like we should. Church is God's idea, right? But but your divine calling, most people have a calling outside the, the church. Like I'm called to pastor, but very few people are called to pastor. So if you are running your business or you are uh, uh, leading uh, an organization in government, or you are uh, operate, you are a counselor to leaders. You are, whatever it is that that God has graced you to do, man, that's your calling. That's your and it's a divine call. You are no less called by God than your pastor. So don't see yourself as like a second class citizen. There are no second class citizens in in the kingdom. And so you have a unique and a holy calling, and you got to walk that thing out before you die. God didn't give us this calling. The text says based out on our own works. God gave us this calling based on what was it? His purpose and his grace that he gave us in who? In Christ Jesus. When did he give it to us? Before the world began. Come on now. It's all about him. It's not about us. And then the text says, God made us what we are. God made us new people. God made us what we are so that we could spend the remainder of our days doing the good works that God had already planned for us to do. There's some good works that God had predestined, that he had already planned, that he set before time, that there were some good things that you and I were supposed to do. And we're doing it now. What we do is we discover those things. Like we're, we're about to feed those prisoners in my hometown. I'm supposed to be doing that. Our ministry is supposed to be doing that. Why? Because these are good works that God had already planned in advance for us to do. Now, I'm not doing it because, oh, let me do this so I can go to heaven. No, I'm, I'm already going to heaven. We're doing it because this is what we're led to do to fulfill our divine purpose. You got it? When you understand everything that I just said, then you can see why I preach the grace life. Man, I, pre I, I preach the grace life unapologetically. The, 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 the conversation about grace tonight is all about grace. It's all about God. We are who we are by the grace of God. We have nothing to boast about. And if we're going to boast, our boast must be in God and his amazing grace. Say amen to that. All right, number two. Um, number two, 
how do you measure success in life? So this one is, is a question. Here's my question for you. I've already given you the answer, but I'm going to reinforce it. If it's true that God made plans for you before the world began, and it's true, then it's, and if it's true that God made those plans according to his own purpose and grace, not your works, and that's true. And if it's true that God already gave you the grace to do what he called you to do from the foundations of the world, and that's true, then you can never be a success in God's eyes by doing anything but what he planned. Like if all the things that, I, all these scriptures I just read for you, all these things I just said, God did this in advance beforehand. God chose you in him from the foundations of the world. God gave you all these things in Christ Jesus. God saved you and called you with a holy calling, not according to your own works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the world began. If all of these things are true, and they are, then you can never be a success in God's eyes doing something else. I mean, just think about it. You can't. From God's perspective, success in life cannot be measured by what you drive or how many cars you have, by where you live or how many homes you have, by what's, you know, by your title, none of that. Fame, how many followers you have on Instagram. I mean, like in this world, that's how they measure. Ooh, I'm now coming to the stage and blah, blah, blah. He has 2 million followers on Instagram. I mean, they're follow I mean, that's how they're measuring success. In God's kingdom, it's not measured that way. And God's kingdom is measured in purpose. The dictionary definition of success is the accomplishment of an aim or purpose. Like, like if you had an aim, you had a purpose, and you accomplished it, boom, success. So what's in God's eyes, the only aim, the only purpose is God's purpose for you from the foundations of the world. So either you accomplish that, boom, you're a success, or you don't, and you're not a success. That's it. It's really that simple. You were born for a reason. I've told you a million times, your job is to find it, follow it, and finish it before you die. Your job is to discover it, develop it, and deploy into it, and get it done before you die. If you get to heaven and you can say, yep, I did what you sent me to this planet to do, and God can look at you and say, hey, son, daughter, well done, my good and faithful servant. You did what I sent you to this planet to do, boom, your success. Has nothing to do with how many cars or money or fame or followers on Instagram. None of that has everything to do with the divine purpose that God established for you in Christ Jesus before the world began. And the church said, amen. Say amen to that. So you can only measure success in purpose. Number three, it is, or here's another question. Is it possible to succeed at the wrong thing? Let's talk about that for a minute. Is it possible to succeed at the wrong thing? Like, for example, if this is what you're, you're, you were destined to do by God, but you chose to do something else. And in this world, by the world standards, man, you were really good at it. And by the world standards, you, ha you had a lot of accolades. And by the world standards, you wound up being you know, recognized for this thing. Then when you get to heaven, if you're born again, because you're only going to go to heaven if you're born again. And so if you're born again and you go to heaven... And you, this is what you were supposed to be doing, but you spent all your life doing this and you got all these worldly accolades for it. Then when you stand before God, will you be a success? Can you be a success doing something you were, you were not supposed to be doing? You thought about it? Okay, let me help you out. The answer is no. You can, in God's eyes, wouldn't it be a shame for you to have spent your whole life doing this when you were supposed to be doing that? Like, I mean, in God's eyes, you cannot be a success doing something that you were not supposed to be doing. God, God is not now. 
then you say, well, wait a minute, Rick. Hold on. Hold on. I thought you said this person was good at it. I thought you said they got accolades. I thought, you, you know, they were on the cover of a magazine. They were like, they got awards. They got, so that had to be God. No, 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 no. Remember, you can do things by the sweat of your brow. You can earn things by the sweat of your brow. And remember the devil, if he's, if, if, if he knows that you're supposed to be doing this, but you're deceived and you're over here, he will do everything that he can to keep you over here. Even if that means giving you more money, even if that means opening more doors. So no, no, you can be sincere and sincerely wrong. I mean, don't think that just because you're experiencing worldly success that that's God. There are a bunch of people that experience worldly success and that are outside of the will of God. And so no, 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 don't, don't, don't confuse that. You got to know what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. Earthly success cannot validate disobedience. Like at the end of the day, you can be a, a success in this world's eyes, like how they measure success, and you could just be disobedient when it comes to the things of God. So no, no, you, success in God's eyes can only be measured in purpose. I'm helping somebody right now, right? All right, number four. So my, my last question for you today uh, number four, and this is another one that comes in the form of a question. And the question is, are you succeeding? Like, like, let's bring it to yourself. And this is actually something when I got to this point, I want to make sure myself, like, I mean, I always, you want to check your own heart. Are you succeeding? Since I gave you a simple definition of success, finding, following, finishing your purpose in life before you die. My question then is, are you doing what you were born to do? When, like I said, when I got to this point, like I'm, I'm, for the most part, I'm like, yeah, I know I'm, I'm doing a lot of things. I believe I'm doing the right thing, but I always want to be open to the Holy Spirit. I don't ever want to be deceived. Like you could be born again and be deceived. You could be born again and, and, and go off kilter a little bit. You could be born again and, and, and be off course. And the Holy Spirit needs to come and give you a course correction, right? So are you living the life that God intended for you to live? Is the path that you're on right now, that you're right on right now, like today, is this path taking you incrementally closer to God's overall expected end for your life, to his desire, or is it leading somewhere else? Like, is it taking you off course? Like, I, what you don't want to do is veer to the left or to the right. You, you want to stay on the path that God designed for you from the foundations of the world. So is this path, you got to check your own heart, is this path taking me down the road to my destiny, or is it taking me somewhere else? Because if it's taking you down the road to your destiny, okay, newsflash, if it's taking you down the road to your destiny, then whether it seems easy or hard, doesn't matter. You're in the center of God's will. If you are going down the path that God wants you to go down, and you're like, man, this is amazing. And God is blessing me. And, and look, and we have all this money and all this stuff. And, and God is, that could, that could be the case. That's great. But it could also be that you're doing exactly what God told you to do. And my God, you're facing all kinds of opposition. And it's super hard. And, and it's really hard. And, and people are ugly. And doors are slamming in my face. And you can still be down on the going down the right road. So at the end of the day, you cannot measure things the way the world measures things. As a believer, you measure success in purpose. Now, if you are going down the road that God called you to go down, and, and, and you know you are, then, then whether it seems easy or difficult, you should enjoy every moment of it. Like, like at the end of the day, if you're doing what God called you to do, then great. You should enjoy every moment of it. But if you're not, 
And right now, while I'm speaking, if you're being convicted that you're doing some things because of money or fame or position or prominence, and you're not really doing it because God told you to do it, then you got to check your heart. At the end of the day, if, if, if while I'm saying this, the Holy Spirit is checking your heart, you got to check in your spirit. Now, if while I'm saying this, the Holy Spirit is like, yes, son, yes, daughter, you're doing the right thing. Keep going. Glory to God. You ought to rejoice. But if while I'm saying this, there's a check in your spirit and the Holy Spirit is like, mm, there's some things that you need to change, then you need to repent. So one person right now should be rejoicing. Another person should be repenting. And if the Holy Spirit is telling you to check your heart and you need to repent, then, then repent quickly. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. So if you're gonna, if, if you're good, rejoice. If you're not, repent, but don't delay it. Like either way, if you go, whatever you're gonna do, do it and do it with all your might. So if you believe that you're on the right path this morning, then praise God. Give God praise. If not, then seek God concerning what you need to do. And listen, let me, I'm speaking to somebody. I don't normally talk like this, but I was led to do it this morning. This is prophetic. Don't worry about money. God's got you. If, if don't make major decisions just based on money, make decisions based on the Holy Spirit. God's, God will take care of you. Make sure you're doing what God called you to do. Make sure you're going down the road that God wants you to go down. That's how you will pursue success in life. Man, this is a brand new series, and this was just the first message. Oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. I, I pray that this message was a blessing to you. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Uh, um, I want you to seal the deal. Open up your mouth and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for dealing with me concerning my definition of success. I know you made plans for me before the world began. I know I was born for a reason. And that reason is your divine purpose. I'm not a mistake. I'm here on the planet for your purpose. And I know that your calling is calling me. I also know that there was a time in my life where I made my own plans. And I was the captain of my own ship. But those days are over. I came in contact with your son. I made Jesus my Lord. You gave me your spirit. And now your spirit is revealing to me what you planned for me. Based on your revealed knowledge, I have rearranged my priorities. My life is no longer about me. My life is all about you. This is why I can declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, you want my notes, you should get my notes. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I know this is a message. Maybe, yeah, but if you felt that check in your spirit, it's good. It's good. We need that. We need to be corrected. All of us, the Bible says, all we like sheep go astray. How do sheep go astray? Little by little. So sometimes we're off course and we need to be corrected. And so if you're good, rejoice. If you're not, repent. Greater 
is coming for you. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning. This series is going to be good. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.